0: Face babes, it's Chloe, and I'm just here to tell you that for this week's episode, I'm gonna be sharing with you my final project for my special topics in gender and sexuality course. I did this project on feminism and intersectionality in the flow arts community, where I chatted with some amazing, talented, and empowering flow artists to ask them some questions and find out more about their experience within the flow arts community. All of their Instagram handles will be written in the description for this episode. Since the project was originally an audio and visual project, it's been edited a bit to fit the podcast format, but I hope you all enjoy. Hello, my name's Chloe. My pronouns are she, her, and I am a flow artist. And for those of you who don't know, Flow Arts is a movement-based art form that combines the freedom of dance with skill-based prop manipulation. So when you and that prop are moving together, it creates a sort of flow. I'm a hooper, which means I use hula hoops as a prop, and I use regular hoops, LED hoops, and fire hoops to create a visual illusion and channel a movement meditation. What the Flow Arts community means to them, what Flow Arts means to them, and have them share their experiences within the community as a whole. In doing this project, I recognize the position that I hold asking these really difficult questions. I am one of the vast majority of the community. I am a skinny, white, hetero-presenting, cisgender-presenting female. I don't believe that women and people of color, people in the LGBTQIA community, neurodivergent individuals, people with disabilities, and people with all body types should always have to be the ones educating others on their experiences and tribulations. But as a Hooper who doesn't always have to face many of those challenges because I'm part of the majority, I believe it's really important to uplift the voices of those who have often been silenced and to allow their voices to be heard loud and clear. Flow Arts is my passion and I found a true family within this community, but in order for it to be a family to everybody, everybody needs to be able to have their needs heard and to feel safe, respected, and represented. Now let's meet our Flow Artists.
1: Hi, my name is Amanda, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a Flow Artist. I started getting into Flow Arts about uh, two and a half years ago at this point, like 2018. I started off pixel whipping, and then um, I started hooping, Uh, I rope dart, and recently I started uh, shuffling. Ooh, yes! Yes! So honestly what got me into uh, flow arts was going to festivals. I saw people flowing at festivals. Specifically, I saw someone pixel with me. I was like, oh my God, I need to do that. Like, I need one of those. And that's what attracted me to that.
2: Hey, my name is Erica. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. Um, And I hula hoop um, for my flow art. And I love hooping because... um, I feel like I look so impressive and I um, can like get into a flow and when I get into a flow, I'm feeling good. And um, I just like, I feel like I almost look better than I feel like I look, which is really empowering too. So um, I really like hooping.
3: Hi, my name is Jen and my pronouns are she, her. I got into the flow arts scene over 10 years ago now, which actually, which is wild to say, but I've been hooping for that long. And then along the way, I picked up things like um, fans, both silk fans and fire fans, and who knows what I will pick up next. Um, But the reason that I got into it was uh, very much for social connection, but also picking up a new hobby. So um, I had a really close friend at the time, who's still my best friend to this day. Um, we were both in college together and her she saw a video from a friend of hers from high school where he was in hoop idol actually which is unfortunately no longer a thing but was a lot of fun um, to watch back in the day and so we saw his hoop idol submissions and thought this is the coolest thing i have no idea that people could like use a hula hoop in this way so she was like we immediately have to learn and we ordered hoops I think the next day or something and they came in the mail and we just were hooked together but it was a lot of fun picking up a new skill so I'm a dancer by trade I've, I've been dancing for a really, really long time so it was awesome to be able to explore dance in that new way um, and then also just connect to my friend and open up a whole new community because as we started going to kind of music festivals and stuff like that I noticed that we could make friends that much more easily and connect to other people who hoop um, so I think that was, yeah, a quick
4: summary of um, why I decided to get into Florence. Hi, my name is Max. My pronouns are he, they, and sometimes she. Once I find something that I really like, I always get into it very heavily, so I have done quite a few things. I first started out with silk fans, um, and that was really nice to start off with, I think, because there's not a lot of like technical tricks that you can do so you get more into the dancing aspect of flow um and i really like poi uh recently i've been hula hooping the most i also do fire dancing um staff mostly uh but i love to do really anything that someone will let me try uh i think that's it um Other than juggling, I suppose, I taught myself how to juggle when I was nine years old, and I haven't forgotten.
0: (laughs) Flow Arts is a woman-dominated community. What does that mean for you as an artist, and how has it affected your experience within the community?
4: Honestly, it
1: makes me feel a lot more comfortable because as a woman, I really appreciate communities and circles with other women, Uh, with other women who are kind and loving and like,
4: you know, willing to, you
1: know, teach each other. I've met a lot of really, really great people in the flow arts community. Um, So honestly, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable. Um, And although there could be more diversity, absolutely. I do love seeing male flow artists, you know, as a female, Mm -hmm. I do, you know.
3: So the fact that flow arts, the flow arts community is more woman dominated is mostly a plus for me because it hasn't really um, forced me to change anything about my social habits and the way that I bond to people. So most of my friends are women in the day to day. And so it's been, it's only meant that I can that much more easily connect to other women in the flow community. I think it's um, really cool to be able to uplift each other as women as we explore this new hobby in space um, and art and craft. And I mean, in some ways too, I, I do feel that there are things we can work on um, as far as making sure that our community isn't alienating to um, men in our community. But um, overall, I've felt that, you know, it was for me very personally and individually, a great thing because it just means I can connect to other badass women.
4: Although I think the Flow Arts community as a whole is really diverse um, and inclusive of binary, non-binary genders of all kinds in my experience, Um, the social media presence is extremely woman dominated and mostly, That's been really great for me. Um, It's given me a lot of inspiration, uh, role models uh, that normally you don't really get from media um, as a lot of other things are extremely male-dominated, historically. (laughs) Uh, So it's great to see lots of woman voices being uplifted. And female small businesses—that's another great aspect of the Florids community—is it opens so many doors for um, people to create accessories, fashion, um, flow toys, uh, so many different things. It's great to support women.
0: Flow Arts is also a predominantly white space. Has that impacted your experience as a Flow Artist? And if so, how?
4: Having the social media aspect of the Flow Arts community be predominantly white has not affected me in any super noticeable way. But it is a little disheartening, I guess, to see the lack of um, information really about, at least from what I've had on my timelines and seen on hashtags and that sort of thing. Uh, there's a lack of education about the origins and the history of people of color and where florids really came from. Uh, like fire dancing and fan dancing and poi spinning and that sort of thing. Um, it would just be nice to see more information being spread and more people of color's voices being uplifted with that sort of thing in the community
3: the fact that it is a predominantly white community as well um, has been challenging but not that surprising so I actually grew up in a predominantly white town in northern New Jersey and so it's something that I'm used to as far as spaces that I navigate in the day-to-day but I do think it can unintentionally perpetuate the feeling of otherness uh, or being othered, essentially, um, where for many years I did wonder where other um, Black and POC flow artists were and if I could find and connect to them, um, especially even seeing the crossover from online interaction to face-to-face. Um, when I would go to festivals in person, I still felt like most of the hoopers that I saw were white, which again, was something that I was used to growing up, but um, was excited to see change because I figured they were out there um, and I could connect to them, but they just weren't being brought to the surface in the same way or being highlighted. Um, And I do think sometimes that feels frustrating for me to see this um, perpetuating a lot of the same issues within many different forms of media where um, representation just continues to be an issue and a challenge that we face. I'm really heartened by a lot of the discussions that um, our community has been having recently, where we are thinking more concretely about what can be done to uplift um, flow artists of color. So, more to come
1: on that. Honestly, the EDM community as a whole could definitely use more diversity, and that definitely shows in the flow arts community as well. I think in the past few years, it's diversified a little more as, um, you know, more people get comfortable with, like, liking EDM because, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, think it's, kind, you know, raving and festivals. It's like you know, only for a certain kind of person. Um, But as more people, as it becomes more popular um, and more people join the community, uh, I think it's been diversifying. But uh, yeah, I've definitely noticed it in the past.
0: Do you sense a feeling of active inclusion of all types of people in the Flow Arts community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like there's a lot of inclusion in the Flow Arts community. People in the rave scene and EDM scene and the full art scene are very accepting and inclusive of others because everyone's just doing their own thing and everyone's just sharing their art. You know, it's not a competition and we're not out here to bring each other down. We're all here to just like share our art and, you know, be happy together through that.
2: Um, I would like to say yes but obviously people are people and like I'm I I think that um like white people in general get we get really excited and we're we think we're having such a great time and we don't always like think about other people and other like like I don't know just yeah other people in general like that aren't us um so I I'm sure that um have like a lot of experience negative experiences um I personally haven't like noticed or seen that much I think
3: that our community is working on improving the sense of inclusion that all of us can feel within the community I um, personally feel a a lot of a sense of belonging, or a high sense of belonging, rather, um, as part of the community. There are always ups and downs and ebbs and flows, of course, um, depending on the the day and the time and how often um, I might be speaking to people and engaging and interacting with people. But um, overall, I I find it to be a really welcoming place, but I know that that's not the case for everyone, for sure, um, and especially for members of our community that are underrepresented and marginalized in different ways. Um, so I don't think that we're at a place where we can say across the board that it's a, an inclusive community. I think it's still representing a lot of the um, challenges and a lot of the negative um, attributes, the harmful attributes that we see in many other social spaces. Um, but I'm, I'm optimistic about the work that's being done here and the voices that I'm seeing being uplifted and raised to help um, really correct some of those harmful practices or um, harmful assumptions or, or baseline ways of interacting uh, that we've seen in the community.
4: Yeah, um, I think that the Flores community is probably one of the most inclusive that I've ever been a part of. Um, I think other than the very few who tend to be a little elitist about skill sets and tricks and that sort of thing. I've never really ran into anyone who's caused a problem like other sorts of groups who tend to gatekeep and be a little more exclusive.
0: What do you believe can be done to sustain artists of color and acknowledge the struggles they may face within the community?
1: Um, We can acknowledge uh, the struggles that uh, people of color in the Florence community face by first listening to their concerns, um, and then, you know, doing our best to make a difference uh, on a day-to-day basis based on what they tell us. Uh, But I think it begins first by listening uh, to what they need and listening to hear. Listening to their experiences and what they face, and maybe the discrimination
2: that they face as well. Yeah, great. Um, so I think talking about it is like obviously a great for, first step. Um, so like this conversation is is wonderful, um, but also just like I think that um, something that's been talked about in general lately is making sure people follow like other perspectives on social media that are outside of their norms. I think one of the biggest things or one
3: of the most important things that we can do to ensure that this actually is an inclusive community for all people is to be vocal about our support for doing whatever it takes to create um, a more inclusive environment. So um, I was part of a conversation that happened a few months ago now, um, just having a general kind of share, share out um, of different experiences in the community, experiences especially of you know things like racism and homophobia, other things. Um, and I thought that was a really important moment for people to vocally support um, the, the need for this conversation to happen and the need for the next steps of just continuing to keep the questions and comments in mind that were shared. Um, So I think being vocal is a big part of it in in really uh, ensuring that everyone understands and sees clearly that you're an ally. I think um, also encouraging others to do the same, um, really creating a sense of safety and trust, um, you know, not only on just your personal page, but in all the spaces that you interact in.
0: What do you believe can be done to sustain artists who are part of the LGBTQIA community, neurodivergent people, people with disabilities, people with all body types, and any other kind of person who wants to join the community?
4: So I am a part of the LGBTQ the neurodivergent and the disabled community. Uh, so I'll speak on all of those things separately. Uh, firstly, um, I am non-binary. Uh, I'm pansexual and I really haven't come through any obstacles uh, as an LGBTQ plus person uh, in the florist community and that's new (laughs) Uh, so I can't really say specific ways of supporting other than generally donating and (laughs) supporting small businesses uh funding that sorts of things super important
3: i think there's a lot more that can be done to support um queer and lgbtqia members of our community as well as members of our community that have different body types or are neurodivergent in some way Um, i think actually those conversations have a lot more space to grow as well. Um, I personally can be a lot more vocal about those issues. I think many others can too, and seeing the same types of community conversations about those topics I think would be really critical, Um, especially for welcoming folks with different body types into our community. I think that's one of the spaces where you have so much work to do still, where it's really, it's very, very lacking um, body diversity in our community. They're, they're not the posts that are shared I think the most, they're not kind of the most well-known hoopers in our community or flow artists in our community. And I do think that there's a lot of um, change that needs to happen there that starts with our own unbiasing and starts with our own acknowledgement of the you know, types of types of bodies we might be. Um, have an underlying preference for that we might be sharing more frequently even if it's an unconscious um, decision on our part. So I do think that there's a lot of work to do, particularly there to be accepting, say that we don't all have to you know look the same. we don't all have to have, wear the same outfits or clothing or things like that. There can be sometimes an unofficial like uniform for what to wear while flowing. Um, or a certain type of music to dance to, a certain type of speed um, to go with. And I think the more that we break all of that down and the more that we celebrate the true diversity of our community um, and, the, and the way that it reflects the diversity of our world um, is, is going to just help us a lot in the long run and help especially those who can feel more included. A big part of that too is getting more concrete about how. Um, how we recognize and acknowledge how global our community is because I think a lot of our videos still a lot of people who are invited to teach for example um, or whose videos get shared um, are U.S. based or Europe based I think there's a lot more that can be done to bring more international flow artists into the spotlight if they so desire so it's a big part of it too
2: the the flow arts that we like repost and share and stuff like should be inclusive of everyone not just like the standard american beauty standard of like a white thin woman um that is like straight presenting um i think like the the um the neurodivergent thing I thought was interesting. Um, I was I like kind of got me thinking about um different like like if like accessories like ravey accessories that could exist like headphones like noise canceling headphones that are really cool looking um and maybe like flow toys that are uh, sorry this isn't neurodivergent, this is more like disability, but like flow toys that are really like um I don't know what the right word is, like accessible, like it like like that are like changed for people different people's needs. Um maybe like some like a hoop that like had like vibration settings like that changed with like the noises for someone who is deaf or like or um or blind or like anything like that. For
4: the neurodivergent community, I'm gonna speak on specifically ADHD and autism because as I mentioned earlier, um, with the movement aspect of Flow Arts, it's already super accepting towards stimming and um, that sort of thing. There's not really judgment as much around uh, not looking graceful um, in this community. So I think just passing on the idea that uh, not everybody looks the same, not everybody moves the same, um, everybody looks different. uh, You should move how your body feels natural, not judge people for um, what they're doing. Uh, ask them how they feel uh, and I've only encountered super accepting people in that regard so just continuing that standard.
0: This community means so much to so many flow artists. Flow Arts helped me find a sense of confidence in myself. It gave me motivation to work towards things that I am passionate about. It allowed me to explore myself and my creativity and push my boundaries as an artist and as a person. And I think a lot of people within the community would agree with that. And while it is a beautiful place and it's very interconnected and very passionate and there is a true family and a sense of real camaraderie and friendship and support, There are always things that could be done to uplift and sustain others who may not be feeling like they're being valued to the full extent that they should be. So that's the end. I hope you guys liked it and like I said all of the artists that I chatted with throughout this project will be tagged in the description below. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this project. It was my very last project that I did in all of college and I was pretty proud of it and I wish that you guys could see it with the video version but for now this will do but I hope you guys enjoyed and keep on headbanging. Bye bass babes!